What's happening? I just got done with a really fun podcast with Dr. Scott. If you've seen any of the last episodes I've done with him, I don't know about you. He always makes me think about life. And, you know, I just love the guy. So I hope you'll tune in and check this one out. We're going to talk about uh, people putting other things in front of actually working on themselves, making themselves better. And then in the end, we're going to go through seven truths that people realize too late in life. And I think Scott's been on an amazing life journey and we can all learn from him. So I'm happy to have him back for another episode. Let's check it out. Welcome to the Warrior Mindset Podcast. We are your guide as you make your way through life, getting better 1% every day. We believe that life is lived and true victory won through adversity. Nothing easy is ever worth it. We believe in the warrior ethos and support those that choose to walk that path. All right, Scott, welcome back, man. Good to be here. We're here. Yeah, the last one, uh, we had you and Aaron on. That was fun. Yeah. Um, so you... <laughs> it's great having Aaron around. He's fun sometimes. I, I know. I always make sure <laughs> feel smarter. <laughs> well, you sent me this text, um, <laughs> and I believe it was like, a cool idea for a podcast. It was filling the hole, <laughs> which I like. But um, you said uh, capitalism, politics, shopping, anything to keep me from working on me, a lifelong diversion. And I was immediately intrigued. <laughs> it's it's something that once you're uh, once it's brought to your attention, it's hard to let go of it after that. So, you know, it's like it's one thing to have a hobby. Yeah, you know, a hobby's like something that's healthy for you that you to, right to take your mind off right. whatever. Yeah, that kind of thing and something that stimulates you uh, intellectually, etc. Mm -hmm. But then um, hole filling. <laughs> Is that a hobby? It's, it's not a hobby. Yeah. It's it's something you're doing in order to avoid really working on yourself. Right. It's like the guy in New Hampshire who was going to go down to the Mexican border <laughs> because he was really angry about you know, what's going on down there. Yeah. So he was going to go from his comfortable home up near the Canadian, <laughs> Canadian border. Yeah. I, the first thing I thought was, man, what hole is that guy trying to fill? Yeah. What are you? What are you worried about? It's like my. I know my problem lies with our country's border 2000 miles away. Right. Yeah. Clearly doesn't affect me in New Hampshire. <laughs> Not one bit. And that's aren't what, they like also, no, is it Vermont? One of them's like the most democratic state. Oh, Vermont. Yeah. Vermont. Yeah. I always, Which they, they, they touch, right. They're like, yeah, yeah. it's like the, the butt and the belly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many listeners I have in New Hampshire, There's or Vermont, but probably zero now. A guy I know, um, used to be a big Republican here in the state. I guess I won't give his name. And um, I, he used to be head of the Republican Party because he never could get elected. Okay. And that's how that works. And so uh, <laughs> I used to always tell him after Beth and I had been to Vermont for a piece, and it's like, you know, you really ought to go and try to be the head of the Republican Party in mm. Vermont. And see in what, Vermont. And see, <laughs> yeah. what, and see what that's like. Yeah. I was down here. You ain't got to work. <laughs> yeah, really. Up there. You're, yeah. It's a thankless job, pal. You know how to. Yeah. 
Republicans in Vermont, for sure. It's kind of like the same as Democrats. Well, I was going to say Democrats in South Carolina. They have a long history of kind of backwards Democrats. <laughs> yeah, something happened. I don't know what. <laughs> I still remember when. Get the whole happened. Andrew Jackson thing, too. Yeah, it was when that dentist got elected governor down here. What was it? The one from Charleston. Yep, yep. It's like when Ravenel got kicked out of the election. <laughs> oh, boy, we're going back now. And, and well, even, but we're talking about politics, but even politics, right? Yeah. I mean, you call it a diversion from facing your demons, working on you. It's always got to be something else. You know, I kind of, I kind of think I'm guilty of that. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I am. That's the problem with being aware of it. It's like you just go around beating yourself up or you try to do better. And, you know, I got a lot of years of beating myself up about stuff. So why not try it this way? Because mm. how's that, you know, how's that working for you? How's that been doing? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, like you, I think, I think you listen to the hustle, hustle culture. Yeah. We're sort of denigrating hustle culture. You were like, yeah, it seems like maybe people do that so they don't have to like slow down and think about their problems. Yeah. And, and, and people think that it's just, you know, just talk when somebody who's got a lot of money says they're not happy or you see people with a lot of money that aren't happy. And because for some reason, for it's, sure, man. it's always been that way for people. It's like, you know, capitalism is the thing. If I just had enough money. If I just had enough of this, if I just had enough of that, and 99% of the stuff is people is stuff you have absolutely no control over. Yeah. And so all you're doing is sitting around, you know, wishing and all you're really getting is, you know, people peeing on your leg and telling you it's raining, pal. <laughs> how does that, how does that compare to like yuppie culture to you and your brain? Oh, because I'm hearing it. I'm thinking like, it sounds like a bunch of yuppies. Yeah, I think it's just uh, materialism. Yeah, materialism. They keep putting being concerned with what everybody else thinks about you. Judging my insides by your outside. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like that. There's a bumper sticker. That's a damn good bumper sticker, man. <laughs> but that's what we all do. Yeah. It's like, gosh, I wish I was as whatever as he is, as you know, had everything going. He's got everything going in the world. And, and I always go back to the one guy in, uh, at, when I was in college, the one guy that we would all trade in places with that had the boat and the big house in Myrtle Beach. And uh, he was set up for life and business. And he, you know, he was the guy we all would have traded places with. And of course, he's the guy that committed suicide when he was 35. Right. Wow. And so you just, Everything that I ever thought that would make me happy is probably wrong simply because it's me thinking of it. Right. And, right. and so Damn. now we have Instagram to just kind of like, yeah. And the TikTok throws it in our face. <laughs> right. Yeah. God, we sound like a couple of boomers. Wait, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, and then you said, um, you're like, truth is not even a concern for most. It's all about winning. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that is at this moment. The, Amazing thing, I think, to a lot of us is just how far the whole thing with the truth has gone. It's like, man, isn't that crazy? It really doesn't matter. It's like it, it either, either the either the lies that we're all hearing is more entertaining than 
the truth or we just don't want to hear the truth because we know it's bad and the climate's going to change and we're all going to burn up so fuck it i can't figure it out no what what's because you i mean you're older than me you have a different perspective than i do in terms of watching media Mm -hmm. like it just seemed i mean even when i was younger it just seemed like like uh trying to name someone like dan rather Mm -hmm. when he came on and he told you what was going down you were like got it cool i trust it like at what point did it I don't, I, I call, I call news now media. Yeah. It's not really news anymore. You know, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of real journalism. Well, and <clears throat> yeah, when I, I was sitting there watching my three channel TV up in Spindale, North Carolina, when I was a kid and it never entered my mind that Walter Cronkite would be slanting. Right. The news or the truth or anything else. He was yeah. just delivering it to me. And at some point, and I obviously I wasn't privy to the information. I think it must have something to do with Roger Ailes, but that's just me. maybe at some point people thought that Walter was lying to him. And, uh, you know, we need, really? we needed to come up with our own liar. Well, it was probably Dan rather mm. because Dan had that whole thing with okay. Nick Nixon going. And so he kind of yeah. had painted right. himself into that corner. And so, right. but still at some, it happened and I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. To where a lot of people were just angry about what the news was. And so it must be lies. It, yeah, it must be. And it, it seems like even the networks put winning over actual journalism or actually sharing like what's going on. Oh, yeah. Like they, they just want to, whatever it is. I mean, it's money clearly, but like that's more important. Hey, the answer to all your questions is money. But, wasn't that the answer all along? I mean, how did we get from Walter Cronkite reading us the wire report on Kennedy being assassinated to uh, what we got nowadays to where somebody's going to have the NATO allies attacked by Russia if they don't pay their fucking dues? Right. I mean, come right. on. Right. It's it's pretty that, strange. That has happened in inside of a generation anyway. Yeah. Where we've gone from one to the other. Yeah. And so when people say they don't listen to the news or they don't pay attention, or they da, 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 I mean, who can blame them? Right. But the problem is, is they quit tuning out. And so that leaves the people trying to make the money, trying to appeal to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Which of course is some TikTok influencer. Yes. Yeah, so some, <laughs> some jackass with a podcast. Some boomer sitting in front of his TV <laughs> yeah. in New Hampshire going, I'm going to Mexico. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. All that. Instead of just working on their own bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Because believe me, um, it ain't going to work anyway. Yeah. Right. I mean, I want control of everything. I want everybody to do exactly the way I want them to do. Of course. And you know, what's the answer if they don't or when they don't? Right. It looks like it's just get angry and make shit up. Yeah. Try to instead of, well, let's examine this and see what it is about right. it that is upsetting me, even though I know that it's not true. It's, uh, you, know. you think that sort of like leads to, um, like I'm gonna say cancel culture, you know, people getting canceled online for shit they said or whatever. I mean, maybe, maybe. Well, 
we never had cancel culture before. It's all well, yeah, and it's all that's like post COVID, man. Yeah, it's like something that we came up with that we thought in the nineties. Gosh, if we just had this, you know, yeah. we could just shut this guy down and never have to listen to him again. Well, right. guess what? Kind of do that. It's kind of like when all the rednecks start thinking about the carry permit now with their gun. Well, guess what? The people that you don't like, the people that are marginalized mm -hmm. in your society. They're going to be able to carry that gun too, pal, so but it I, never crosses their mind. I have a very interesting story. Oh, uh, it's interesting you brought that up. This was just last week. So I get my hair. I'm not going to say where. I get, you know, I get my hair cut. It's like a, uh, like an old school barber. Right? I don't go to, a, I just an old school barber. So I've always done since I was a little kid. He's the old school barber. And we talk like barbers do. And I know this guy's politics. This guy, I mean, he, doesn't because he's in his own barbershop, but I know he's got a gun under the counter. Mm -hmm. I know he probably conceal carries. Mm -hmm. I just know this guy. Well, I was getting my hair cut, and this other dude walked in. And he was Chinese. He was a uh, international studies professor from USC. Mm -hmm. He's Chinese. He had an accent. He was talking about shit in China, whatever. And I didn't see it till he got up, but he had, he was uh open carrying really yeah and that guy was like and he walked out and he was like what the hell is he doing bringing that in here why would you know and it was like oh it's a little different when it's a chinese dude mm -hmm. it's like the, the thing up in michigan where you had all the, the uh you know the the people that were up there demonstrating against the governor what's her name whitcomb yeah, yeah 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 and they try to kidnap her. Well, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And they all had their damn AKs and all this yeah, kind of stuff. Right. Well, then the black bikers showed up with the with their AKs. And, and guess like, what? This ain't cool. Mm -mm, y'all got to go. <laughs> this and law, it's like this law that we passed, we didn't mean it for y'all. I know. Shit, we didn't think about that. <laughs> no, it's right. for Karen. <laughs> it's kind of fucking stupid. But that's what we're getting at, right? Yeah. You'd rather be right. Like you'd rather win that fight They'd than actually happy. do the right thing. Yeah. I'd rather, I'd rather be right, even and and when I say right, I mean correct. I mean you, yeah, you yeah. you got the right answer, but the problem is you get so stirred up and you get so angry, and you, you know because you're probably deep down realizing you ain't got a whole lot of control. Yeah, but probably it. Uh, you get so angry at all that kind of stuff that even though you're right, it doesn't make you happy. And you sent me uh, AA asks, would you rather be right or happy? What is explain that one? The what I was just saying about the you know, would you rather be in an argument or uh, listening to somebody else talk and you're justified in your thought and you know that whatever they're trying to present to you is is wrong or not the correct or not your worldview or whatever, and then all it does is get you worked up even though you're right. Yeah, you know, I, I can I can sit there and listen to uh, Melania Trump prattle on for days about red red Christmas trees, and I know Christmas trees are green, right. you know. Right. So what difference does it yeah. make? Why do I have to get worked up over anything? Why like do I care what kind of Christmas tree they put in their house? Exactly. But no, I know yeah. I'm right, but it doesn't make yeah. me happy. Right. So that's where we get like the war on Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's like we can't say Merry Christmas. I'm like, people say Merry Christmas yeah, to me all the time. I don't think it's a problem. That's some more Roger Ailes stuff. Yeah, I think man. so too. It's a slow news day. Let's make shit up. Yeah. Let's just. 
Holy shit, man. <laughs> the guy said, when I was working at Free Times 100 years ago, there was a sign up in there that said, Free, freedom of the press is only for those who own the press. Mm. Yeah. No shit. All right. So then you sent uh, the right or wrong of their cause. I love I loved your text. That's why I was like, you got to. The right or wrong of their cause aside, they sure are miserable people in their thoughts and actions. If X would just happen, I'd be happy. There's always something they have no control over. I'm that's a dude. That's a great quote, man. <laughs> it, and it's I'd I'd like to say that I thought of it, but you know mm -hmm. it it just it's the kind of things that I've picked up that um, just ring true when you see the poor son of a gun going with the army of god down to the mexican border to clean things up yeah when he ought to be up there at the saint lawrence freeway keeping those blasted canadians out of our place taking our jobs they took our jobs whenever i read that um i had to look his name up just to make sure i was right whenever i read that i immediately thought of um it's a wonderful life yeah like old man potter Oh, man. right but yeah. you know you know what i mean like yeah. i immediately thought of like this lonely miserable person and that's an like that's a caricature right but everything they do is to make other people as miserable as they are <laughs> right it just i think that's probably a very uh empathetic way to look at other people and that might sound very cynical, but I think it might help you. You know, if you just, but what is that guy's fucking problem? But you just realize maybe they're miserable. Mm -hmm. And the way they deal with the world is to try to make everyone miserable too. And even though you think you're the smartest person in the room, you have these duh moments where it's like, you know, you just want to walk up to the guy and say, how's that working out for you? Yeah, I love that. That working out for you <laughs> yeah i mean you seem to be just the most miserable person yeah. on the on this planet so yeah. don't you think you might want to you know change yeah. something he's going to say well people never change and i beg to differ yeah i'm not sure we've got free will but i've seen people change you said that to me a couple of times One the free the, will thing where are you coming at where are you coming at with that the uh the fact the way our brains work and the fact that every emotion, every thought, every action that we have is a combination of a chemical and an electrical impulse in our brain. Oh, you bring a science to the system. Table. Yeah, I'm afraid so. But see, I'm a flat earther. I deny science. Oh, just kidding. Well, it's Valentine's Day. Let's go to <laughs> yeah. let's go to Valentine's. This probably this probably too late. This won't be heard on Valentine's Day. But you know, just the the emotion of love. Yeah. You know what it feels like right you don't know how to conjure it up because that's not how it works it's kind of like some things like forgiveness it's like it just occurs uh, you just can't yeah. forgive somebody Interesting. It, it just kind of happens and it's kind of like that way with with love but when you come back to it that feeling is still something that's produced in your brain huh. by a chemical reaction and an electrical impulse across <laughs> all that stuff that you got up there hmm. and so Okay. Oh, that's, that's where we work from. There's that right there. There's no, so you're just a 
There's no guy. Organism with, trying to get dopamine ex- going. Exactly. Yeah. Good old dopamine. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's not like there's a guy in a uh, long white gown and a white beard sitting up in your head going, you know, this is what. Yeah. No, every, everything, it comes down to the, the same old biochemistry that mm. you slept through in college. <laughs> but, I didn't take biochemistry uh, in college. God right? almighty, you're blessed. <laughs> but I was a, yeah, I was a studio art student, man. I was a liberal arts, bro. I didn't. The extent of my science was uh, geography. <laughs> See, that's why the GPRs are broken. It is. <laughs> you shouldn't have the same degree. <laughs> I know. Not at all. <laughs> but uh, if you take the supposition, it's not a supposition, but if you take the fact that, that that's what your brain is, that's what your body is, that's what all your thoughts and emotions are, is some combination of those things. It's some. So if you take all that brain chemistry and you take all the life experience you've had and you just you know, wham it into one big um, ball of confusion. <laughs> um, it really comes down to the fact that if it's, if it's your life experience, if it's your genetics, if it's your brain chemistry, and if it's if it's what we hear in recovery all the time, which is that you're doing the everybody's doing the best they can, given their character defects and given their environment and uh, their em- emotional upbringing, et cetera, et cetera. Given that, then everybody's doing the best they can. My response to that is that if if that's true, then we have no free will, hmm. because if it's all comes down to my environment, my genetics and Mm. whatever brain chemistry I got going on, then what choice did I have in making whatever decision, whether to turn the damn uh, washing machine on or whether to do anything else? It seems like it comes down to. Mm. Damn. I'll send you the. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a, there's a conundrum there about, you know, yeah, it really is. Do people change? Yes, because we've seen it done. How do they change? Well, it usually comes about by some psychic change. You know, right. some, only way I'm going to change anything is through pain. If things are going fine, I don't need to change the lick. But if things get bad enough, then, you know, maybe we ought yeah. to think about something, which is a revelation to me. I never would have done that before. I just wallowed around in the misery. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> You know, and make other and make everybody else. Yeah, miserable. right. That's the whole thing. And uh, you know, when it all comes down to brain chemistry, I mean, that's the mm. whole thing with addiction too. You just pour ethanol on top of all that brain chemistry, and you wonder why your brain gets fucked up. Well, right. I don't know, Chief. Right. You pour an ethanol on top of something that was working pretty well to begin with, just because you know you thought it'd be cool to start drinking when you're 14. Mm-hmm. And it changes all that brain chemistry, and you wonder why all of a sudden things are you different, different now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does change you for sure. I've seen it. Hmm. Yeah, and then once it's changed, how does it change? How do you get it to change back? Or can you? Yeah, that's and the you know, we don't have to get into that today. But it's like I heard a guy say the other day, and I've heard it a hundred times. You know, the only way to keep from getting drunk is not to drink. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> Damn. Damn. That's pretty profound. Pretty smart. So if you want your brain to quit vibrating yeah. from all that damn um, vodka you've been pouring on top of it, the only way to see what's normal is to not do it. Not do it. All those antidepressants you've been taking and rinsing down with vodka that are only working at 30% because you're drinking it on yeah. drinking vodka on top of it. Maybe mm. just find out what you're really like without all that and then go from there. Mm. I can just medicate the shit out of myself. That's uh, damn, dude. <laughs> but that's the whole problem with having that degree. I want what I want. I want it now. Write my own prescriptions. Um, Damn, dude. All right. Shift gears a little bit. I found this article. I thought it'd be cool to talk to you about this. Seven truths, truths, people realize too late in life. Mm. Um, life is about knowing what does not work rather than trying to make everything work. One more time. You don't have to agree with that or, or not, but life is about knowing what does not work rather than trying to make everything work. The harder you try, the least likely it is to happen. Um, I kind of read that and saw it in line with the thing you said about, like, if only I had X, then I would be happy. or mm -hmm. I would be done or whatever, whatever the thing is. It seems like we're always chasing something or, or someone or whatever, and it just it never, you never get there. No. You know? I. It's right back to the old uh, judging people's judging your insides by people's outside. It's, it's the, the same thing with that. We're presented with all these things that are making all these, that appear to be making all these other people happy. Yeah. They appear to be living this kind of life, that kind of life. What we, what I always hear said is, uh, I want what he has. Yeah. And the problem with that, of course, is we don't really know. You don't know what he has. What he, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, not a lick. Yeah. We don't ever sit down to think what would make us happy. We sit down and think, well, it's making Taylor Swift happy. Maybe if I do it right. that way. Right. We all sure thought Will Smith was happy. <laughs> you know I, what I mean? Yeah. He wrote that book and all that. And I it was know. like, oh, he's not, he's not doing too well. No. <laughs> and, you know, there, there's probably one choice in his life that he probably could have made better. And yeah. it was probably picking a wife <laughs> or that one. Um, all right, seven truths. So the first one, you can't have it all at once. You can disagree with these. Mm -hmm. Can't have it all at once. I kind of agree with that, though, because it never seems like everything is all in place at one time. Like, you, you know, like you'll be doing good in business, making money, but you're kind of fighting with your wife. Mm -hmm. You know, or everything's great at home. Like kids are doing well. Your relationship's doing well. You're really having to work your ass off at work. No, it's whack-a-mole. Yeah, it's life is life is whack-a-mole. <laughs> and it really is just going from one problem to the other. Yeah. And when you go back and look at it, they're probably 90% of my creation. Probably. And, but and, yeah. And I, I saw a shirt that said, uh, remember you did this to yourself. <laughs> and I really want that shirt. I know, especially with a belly in the self will be like stretched out. <laughs> Oh man. But right. no, if you can't, if you have it for the people that we've seen in our lives that have it all and who got it all quickly, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. Because once you got it all. Right. Like those guys that peaked in high school. 
Yep. You're like, bro, it's been mm-hmm. a long time since you played high school football. And guess what? You go back for your 50th freaking <laughs> high school reunion, and everybody falls right back into those. You know, I went to my 20th, and uh, it was really funny. It was the same little pods of people. Yeah. I was like, guys, it's been 20 years. Like, what? Or 25 or whatever it was. Come on. <laughs> I know. Same people doing the same shit. We were in a consolidated high school and um, go back for that reunion. It still splits off into the people from this town and the people from that town. <laughs> no, why we never liked them, even though it's been. <laughs> we had this one guy in high school, Robert. Everyone picked on Robert, man. Like it was like every little group picked on this guy. Mm-hmm. And we were at the 25th. He had, he had like one friend. It was his cousin. And uh, we were at the 25th reunion and I was sitting with michael his cousin and a couple people were like where's where's robert man he's like i don't think he's coming like well, you're friends with him text him see if he's coming and he showed us all the texts and it was like fuck those people look at how big robert's coming it's <laughs> like he remembers robert's robert's holding on something <laughs> it's really funny robert how's that working out for you? <laughs> it's really funny he's like fuck those people all right number two yeah. It's worth taking a few steps backwards for happiness. I, I agree with that. One. Yeah. Sometimes it just it's not about whatever you're chasing, man. Just chill a little bit. <laughs> I, I know people in business that are just like super aggressive all the time. You know, it's like you can't be happy. Mm. You just don't seem satisfied. You know, like I don't I don't know that you want to just be be like, okay, I have a little bit. I'm satisfied. Fuck it. You know, like that's probably not the the best outlook, but like, you know, you can take a few steps backwards. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the trying to fill the whole part. I think so. It's it's either going to come from if I'm trying to fill a hole that should be shouldn't be there, but it should be filled with some sort of spirituality. And I'm not talking about big G God yeah. here. I'm just talking about doing the next yeah. right thing and being a good person. And you know, if I'm trying to fill a spiritual hole with a physical or chemical answer, then I'm it's, I'm destined not to work. But of course, I'm sitting there thinking, well, I'll be the guy that'll work for. Me. Yeah. Here's what they all did wrong. You know, mm. they didn't. Mm. Right. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't take the fentanyl yeah. with yeah. the dialogue. Right. So yeah. Maybe we tried that way. But that's how like a lot of businesses get started. Like I can do it better than the other person, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go start my business and do it better. You quickly realize oh, you just like everybody else. <laughs> I'm not doing it better. Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, all right. Everyone enters your life with a purpose. Hmm. That's interesting. That's an interesting one. It made me think about like new acquaintances and things, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, what do I derive from that person? Or, you know, what are they maybe getting from me or whatever it is? It's an interesting way to think about. And it can change. People. Yeah. I think so. What do you think? You agree with that one? I do. I do. I've run into new people all the time who probably, who, who will tell me something that um, I hadn't thought of before. And the, the big change is being able to admit I hadn't thought of it before. But I do think everybody's got a purpose in it, whether in your life, whether it's positive or negative. There's a quote in the the thing here that says, um, allow people to come and go as they please. Most of them are temporary. 
people who teach you permanent lessons. That's really fascinating to mm-hmm. think about, like, how maybe, like, I try to hold on to certain people, you know. And it was a, it was a lesson in, um, as you know, I run the gym, and I forget when it was somebody I put a lot of time and effort into, and, they, you know, they just left. And uh, I had a, a mentor that I talked to, and he said, you know, Gene, on a long enough timeline, everybody leaves. Everybody leaves. Uh, it's just that some have a shorter timeline and some have a really long one. But at some point, you're not going to see them anymore. You know, like you got to let them come and go, enjoy the time you have together. And then that's it, you know? Yeah, it's just kind of deep. And in, and, in, and in our society where, you know, everything's built around the office or around the job or around everything else, um, you don't realize how transient it is until later on. Yeah. I mean, you could work at Blue Cross for 20 years. Well, guess what? It's been 20 years since that 20 years. And they don't think about you anymore. Yeah. But you're sitting here thinking it's crazy. About, you're thinking about them and all the uh, – and finally, you get far enough removed from it to where you see that, God, dog, I wish I'd have known all along that it really didn't make a damn as much as it right. seems like it did. Right. I wouldn't lost all that sleep. I wouldn't have that much anxiety over it. Yeah. Uh, right. It's like when you sit around and sometimes you look at these second world countries, you think, God, it might be a whole lot easier this way than sometimes. Yeah. I think about that too. Like the natives who lived here first, and we were like, we should live in houses. You know, you should pay taxes and have plumbing. And they're yeah. like, what is all this? We got it. We, we got to figure it out. <laughs> uh, Maybe they did. Um, all right. No one is coming to save you. You own your life. That's just like, you know, shit my dad said to me. <laughs> I still don't know what he meant. But like, that's probably a good one, you know, to realize a little bit earlier on. That like, you want something done. You kind of need to like own it and do it well and when i think about somebody coming to save you it's the the uh satisfaction that you get from being able to do it yourself i mean if somebody comes to bail your ass out every time you're you're gonna repeat the same damn crap over and over again right we've seen it enough and it's it's, that's another one of the things and you still see it keeps happening and it doesn't matter how much I get up there and rail against it I know. and say, guys, don't do it this way. I mean, kids are just a perfect example. Of That's where my brain was going. I was thinking about not long ago about how, you know, my son's talking about he needs a car to get a house. You know, he's newlywed, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Has not asked me one word yet about what's a good idea for a mortgage or anything else like that. And then not last week I read in the Wall Street Journal that nobody, like 90% of people never ask their parents about any financial um, advice at all. I was like, mm. well, there you go. I bet they asked their grandfather. You know, that's funny. Um, I ran my own business for 15 years, 14 years. You know, I made all the same stupid ass early mistakes. Everybody makes running their own business. Like all the dumb shit. And then uh, I had sort of, repeated some stupid shit <laughs> and that was the first time i asked my dad for like advice on business and my dad had run his own business for a long like you know he'd run his as long as i've been running mine plus the 30 years before that you know what i mean like it was like all this resource the whole all right there why yeah. didn't i and just like get some advice like i don't understand that 
There's now it's a resource I don't have, you know, and I'm like, God, I, would, I should have been talking to you, you know, a lot earlier. And he helped me figure out how to get out of some trouble and stuff. And um, yeah, why the fuck didn't I do that? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a great piece. There's a good a PhD <laughs> thesis there because, <laughs> I, I mean, like you're saying, the guy, well, he's successful in what he's doing. He's been doing it the right way, you know, and everything that you'd want. Or at to. least he's made the same dumbass mistakes I have and fixed it. Yeah. <laughs> And could tell you what to avoid and yep. all that kind of stuff. For some reason, which I didn't go any deeper than that, that we just don't ask them. But we ask our grandparents. Yeah, I guess you would. I guess because Weird. <laughs> I guess because your grandparents aren't the ones that kept you from going to the prom yeah. because you made four. Yeah, they're yeah. not going to punish you. Yeah. yeah, maybe so. But yeah, um, own it, man. Own it. All right. Decisiveness is about letting go of control. Damn. Mm. You can unpack that one. So, is that a, another way of saying that you need to look at things from all different directions? Or, not sure, man. Uh, that's why this, this guy writes that's why I follow one simple rule. Whenever you encounter a hard decision, act first, think later. <laughs> I don't know if I'd agree with that one. What? Well, I got some, I got a betting history. I, I got a gambling history that I'll, but here you I'll, go. I'll talk to him about. The biggest paradox of life is as long as you want to have control, you can't have it. There you go. That, I think that's the heart of it. Yeah. Right. And maybe it's because I wasn't listening, but it just seems like in the last. Well, I think about times I've had a lot of anxiety trying to figure something out. And it's usually because. I want a certain outcome. Mm. And that's often when I've made the most mistakes. You know, like I think about business. Anytime I've really wanted something, I usually fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like the end result. Or like buying a car. You're like, you don't want to go buy a car when your car is dead and you have to leave the lot with a car. That's the worst position to be in. You know, you want to buy a car when you don't really need it. Right. Right? Like That's like, you know. And I will tell you, some advice my dad gave me was like, if you're ever negotiating, and you can't, like, you have to have the thing that you're negotiating over. You've already lost. Like, do you gotta, you gotta figure out how to go in there without needing that thing or that person or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's your workaround. You know, like sure. that's some damn good advice because every time I've ever gone into something wanting a certain outcome, I will do whatever I can to make that outcome happen, and it, I usually pay the price for it. You know, like long term. Always like shit. I didn't think about those things. Well, of course not. You were blinded by the thing you wanted, you know. And then you're gonna beat yourself up because yeah, should have done should have done this or that. And in actuality, you had no control in the first place. And if you'd have gone in there with that, yeah, everything would have gone Be easier. Yeah, gone better. Just accept it anyway. Then... Mm -hmm. Acceptance is the key. I think it might be. So they're coming at it from the opposite. Decisiveness is about letting go. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, number six, there is no finish line. <laughs> that's the, I think that's the truth there. It is. And what you thought was the finish line when you could, you know, you keep could, moving it, you could see it off in the distance and uh, yeah, they keep moving it or you keep changing what you think the finish line ought to be. Uh, <laughs> for sure, man. Uh Life often seems unfair because you have not worked on it. 
you are entitled to absolutely nothing. <laughs> Guys, hardcore man. That's that song I sent you this morning. I think morning it is. The Ugly Americans. Yeah, I think that, so. That, about Orlando. It's the truth. I want everything and I want to put no effort into getting it. That's, and even though I say that, I know I'll get no dissatisfaction out of it if I put no effort into it, if somebody just hands it to me. But that's what I want. Yeah. Catch my head. <laughs> I don't know. The last one, last but not least, I guess, simplicity is the ultimate joy. And you know, you can help me with this one too. I think that as I get older, that's so true because it's the shit that like, I used to, when I was younger, I used to think like, man, if we go on this vacation, and we go to this cool place, it's going to be really cool, you know? Like that's that's what we need to like get better and like hang out and create some happiness or whatever. But as I get older, it's like I can just grill a fucking hamburger <laughs> and hang out with my kids. Yeah. Like that's so, like I, it's all I want out of life, you know. Like it's just I don't need all this extra stuff. You know. I, and are you the same way? Are you getting there? Or? Yeah, I've definitely I've spent the last. Ever since I had this uh, eye thing going on, I've spent most of the time at home since, you know, stumbling around and hitting right. running into things. But, yeah, that's what I've been doing, it's just getting rid of stuff. It's like I've been holding on to this, and, you know, I'll come up with ten reasons not to get rid of it. Like physical things? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not quite there yet. Yeah. But I can feel it. I can feel it coming where I just – I'm not as nostalgic about things. No. Like, like physical things. And I think it's – when you start getting closer to the end than you are in the beginning, it starts becoming real apparent to you that, um, you know, I'm probably never going to wear this, my Devo costume again, <laughs> my, my yellow you have a Devo costume. I did. <laughs> I, that was one of the things I, I got rid of. Yeah. It had a big blue Devo down the side. And I was like, man, you know, you have the red saucer hat. <laughs> I'd love to wear this someplace tomorrow night, but yeah. Probably not. Probably I can sell it for a lot more. But yeah, it's those kind of things that if I just hang on to this and I just hang on to that, for some reason, I think it somehow lends itself to this great museum that I'm building to myself. <laughs> when in fact, another 50 years. box of crap in somebody's attic. <laughs> no, and, yeah. and in 50 years, guess what? Nobody's going to remember right. who you are at all. Like, you know. Uh, who was the vice president when who who ran for vice president when Goldwater ran for president? Oh, that dude. guy that guy was probably yeah. something at the time. At the time, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> He's gone. Now. You're coming to that too, pal. <laughs> so, That's a great outlook, though. Like, yeah, think about that, man. Like, uh, I have a friend that he, he actually, um, you know, I think you might know uh, Aaron. He made the um, the field notes. Big bearded guy. He's got a hat that he made. It says "Get Cosmic." Okay, and he says one of the one of the exercise, and I I've done this and it works. One of the exercises he does when he gets his like anxiety over projects and things like that is he just says, "I just like to get cosmic, man. I like to like look at a picture of the universe and just try to vision like where I am in the solar system on this little speck. On the I'm I'm like a a flea, you know, on the butt of an elephant. Like I'm just a speck." Like all this shit, just it's like it's just another thing, man. Like, 
I'll finish the project and move on. It just doesn't matter. You know, uh, it's the reason that we come up with most of the stuff that we come up with trying to fill that damn hole is because right. deep, deep down inside, I think most of us know that on a cosmic level, we ain't shit. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, pal. I know. It's, it's the more you fight against that, you just are more and more miserable. I mean, the whole thing. The whole thing with the 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 dark energy and the dark matter and with the threads of galaxies and all this other kind of stuff that's that you've been reading about not for that long, especially right. with the, the dark matter, dark energy stuff. And you know, it literally, how can you not get put in your place? I don't know. And you know, I don't know. But then I'll sit and listen to some defensive back thank Jesus because they won the Super Bowl and thank God. Thank I'm really appreciate that Jesus didn't like the 49ers in the point. I, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I remember uh uh she wasn't my wife at the time, but we were we were together in uh, college. She had a, a roommate who was trying to uh move like they were gonna move between semesters. She was trying to get on the horseshoe apartments and uh she told my wife, she was like I pray every night that I get a horseshoe apartment. And I remember my wife was like, I don't think it works that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't know that, you know, whatever cosmic entity you're praying to, like, gives a shit about your college apartment. Like, it just seems like if that's the level of shit that that being is, like, caring about, they're probably pretty petty. Yeah. There's a lot of bigger shit in the universe no, no, in your college apartment. You think about the people that are just on this planet, and I always think, I always go back to when the Pope was here, and the Pope's out at Williams Bryce Stadium, and there's eighty thousand people in Williams Bryce Stadium, and he gets them all to pray for the same thing, and I'm sitting there going, "Well, great." So what does that mean? <laughs> you got you got eighty thousand people out of the entire universe for the same thing, and somehow this is going to work yeah, better. Yeah, problem than, solved. Than me sitting in. <laughs> And me being on my knees next to my bed praying for whatever. Right. You put 80,000 people in it. Now we're talking. Serious power. No kidding. <laughs> it is kind of funny. Yeah. But, you know, talking about people simplicity. really just trying to get by. Yeah. Talking about simplicity. Like, you know, my dad passed away last year. And all he wanted to do, like, the last, I don't know, five, eight years. Like, he always wanted to do this. But, like, the last few years of his life, he just wanted to, like, go fishing. He loved it. And it was like all he wanted to do. And I remember everybody used to get so upset about it. Like, all a man wants to do. And I, <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, like let, let him do it. Like, what? Like, this is this is all like this is what makes him happy, man. Like, what you're putting things on him. Mm -hmm. You know, you're putting your need for whatever you think you need for happiness on him when he's his outlook is very simple. Yeah. Doesn't he realize he how much, need much happier he can be? Yeah, he's like good to go, yeah. you know. And I, I like I really want to I want to get to that point in my life where it's just like you know, all I need to do is like just have everybody there, be cool. Like just we're just gonna chill, spend time together, create memories. That's that's it, man. That's like that seems like the secret to life. Yep. And I think a lot of us during COVID, you know we're able to go down some of those rabbit holes yeah. because what else are you going to do? <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> you might as well work on yourself because yeah, God knows if you're locked up with your family, you sure don't want to work on them. Well, a lot of them just started drinking. <laughs> they did, didn't they? <laughs>
<laughs> I forget. I'm not going to quote numbers because I hate it when people just randomly quote percentages. But it was a large amount of people that like began to have problems. Yeah, drugs or alcohol over uh, over COVID. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, oh, I hate these people. <laughs> And then last week, it was the thing about how people not wanting to go back to the office. Well, of course not. They can't drink in the office. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah. Come on, man. It's a lot better here at the house. I'm so much more productive. Bullshit. You know, <laughs> no. I work for myself. I know damn good and well when I work from home, I'm like not as I do when I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm going to tell the truth because that is something. Yeah, I I poke holes in that one all the time when people talk about that stuff. Come on, you're full of shit. We know what you're doing at the house. Yeah, you ain't working. I'm doing a, I'm doing enough to get by. Yeah, you ain't working. Uh-uh. You know, waste the day and then work in the evening. We know what you're doing. <laughs> well, man, uh, that was a fun conversation. I'm glad uh, you texted me. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, every time I talk to you, I always think about life. And I, and I love it. And how much closer I am to the end than you are. No, that's not why. <laughs> Touche, my friend. No, that's not that's not it at all. You, you've I've learned a lot from you over the years, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, and you guys are the best. It really added a chapter to my life. I, I hope so. I never saw it coming. I hope so. Yes. That's what we try to do. Going to do some more music on down the road here. Yes, sir. All right, man. All right, Bo. Thanks.